everyone. Welcome to the Exchange Daily. Today is Monday, May 4th, and you ready? You ready? I'm going to say it. May the 4th be with you. Hey, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we release a new podcast. Our hope is that during this pandemic, we can stay connected, go through God's Word, meditate on a passage, and we're just currently looking at a different psalm every podcast. And uh, today we're going to be looking at Psalm 25, Psalm 25. And as we just, you know, dive right in, here's the main thing I really took away from this psalm. David is basically asking and revealing who God speaks to or who God reveals his ways to, his paths to. David is asking God, teach me your paths. And man, I'm kind of amazed by in in the middle portion of the psalm, how much David describes who God speaks or reveals his ways to and what kind of person. So um, let's just kind of begin. We're in Psalm 25. And here are some questions that are being asked or really answered. So how does God guide? How does God speak? Um, How do you know which way to go in life? I mean, obviously, there's some main things we can talk about. We say we have God's word. We pray, of course. Um, But maybe you've been in a place where you're like, okay, I don't know what college to go to. I don't know if I should move, if if I should take that job. And you're reading passages of scripture, but you're like, I want to know specifically, where is the Lord leading me? And how does he speak in this moment? How does he guide? And um, these are questions we ask, but here's what we see in Psalm 25. We so often want to know how to know God's will. The better question is who? Who does God reveal his will to? So not just how do we know God's will, but what kind of person receives God's paths or God's ways or God's will? Um, This is kind of what David is discussing, not just how can I know your way, but what kind of person receives God's instruction? What kind of person do I need to be in order to hear from the Lord? Which I find this is just an interesting take on that. Um, So, Here's, we're just going to walk through it. Here's what David basically acknowledges and says, this is the kind of person God speaks to. God reveals his will to. Um, If you want to hear from the Lord more clearly or get better discernment, direction, here's what he says. So Psalm 25, we'll read verse four. It says, um, or he asks, he says, make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me for you are the God of my salvation for you. I wait all the day long. Um, this is a person who wants you. First of all, you want God's word. You want it. You want it. You want to be immersed in his word. Teach me your ways. Lead me in your truth. Teach me. This is what he's asking for. And so you're saying, I want it. I'm teachable. So if God were to lead you in a direction maybe you don't want to necessarily go in, you know you're willing to submit to that. What kind of person does God speak to? Well, you, you are you seeking it? Do you want it? Are you saying, teach me? Are you asking for it? He keeps going. So that's the first requirement. He keeps going. Uh, in verse 9, well, let's just read verse 8, actually. In verse 8, it says, good and upright is the Lord. Man, I just want to focus on that phrase. Good and upright is is the Lord. God is good. Verse nine, he says, he leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. 
he leads the humble. So second kind of uh, quality or person you say God speaks to is the humble. You know, God throughout scriptures you see is, is like attracted to the humble. There's just something about humility. I mean, we see this all over the place in the Psalms, Proverbs, New Testament. God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Jesus said, if you think you stand, take heed lest you fall. Speaking of just pride and arrogance, there's something incredibly attractive about humility. You know, if you've ever been around like an extremely arrogant person, you know, not someone who's just trying to joke around and maybe be funny or whatever, but someone who's like, oh my gosh, they really are super self-absorbed and arrogant. I mean, there's something that's, you, you don't want to be around that. Also on the, on the other extreme, someone who's just like self-condemning and woe is me and no one likes me and no one reaches out to me. That also is another form of pride, but the fruit of that pride plays out in that self-condemning way. Um, that's not humility. <laughs> there is something about just someone who is genuinely humble where they're confident in the calling that God has given them. They're confident with the giftings, but it's it's done in, with humility. Um, and it's not bringing attention to themselves, but like it's focused on the Lord, on others. And there's something incredibly attractive to that. And David says this. He says he leads the humble. He leads the humble in what is right. If you want to be led, and, and listen to that, he leads the humble. He teaches the humble his way. I mean, this section is all about his way. What is God's way? And Jesus, obviously, we have God's way in his word. We, we know Jesus said, you know, this is the way to walk in it. This is God's word. We know, we know God's way. We have his word. But there's those moments where you go, but which way in this moment, in this specific scenario do I take? And there might not be a verse in that moment, but he leads the humble in his way. He teaches the humble. Um, the next thing he says is in verse 10, but it's to those who keep his covenant. So to those who keep his word, verse 10, it says, all the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. So for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies, he's saying God's paths are steadfast. They're faithful. So um, who does God speak to or lead? Do you keep his word? Again, because we kind of talked about this at church the other day, but you can hear and hear and hear and listen, listen, listen to God's word all day long. But if you don't do it, then we'll probably not hear again. You'll probably not get instruction again. It's almost like, why would God reveal step two if you haven't taken step one? And so he says, those who keep my word. Jesus even said this in John 14. He said, it's those who keep my word. Those who keep my commandments love me. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. So who does God lead and speak to? Man, those who just keep his word, not just know it, but they apply it. They live it. And this phrase in verse 10 is really interesting. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast, love, and faithfulness. So here's really the idea even. Um, all the things that God sends us are grounded in his love. So if there's a path that you feel like, I don't like this path. Like this path is hard. This path is frustrating. This path almost feels like we went through Psalm 23, the valley of the shadow of death. This path is kind of terrifying and, and it's just scary. And there's a sense of those who keep his word have this trust that if this path isn't what I expected or what I hoped for, um, I'm trusting that this path is from the Lord. I'm trusting that he's with me in it and I'm not afraid of this path. I'm not going to go the opposite way, the easy path. I mean, Jesus, again, talked about this in Matthew 7. He's like broad, broad is the way, broad is the path that leads to destruction. And there are many who go and buy it. Narrow is the way that leads to life. Like 
the, the broad path, the easy path that leads to death. It's the hard path, the narrow path. So often he goes, that's the one that leads to life. And so the paths of the Lord, listen, they're stead, they're covenantial love. That's what it means. Steadfast love. Like God's not trying to harm you or hurt you. It might be difficult, but it will ultimately lead to growth and lead to where God wants you to be. Uh, the fourth thing he says, God makes known his way to those who fear him. All right. The fear of the Lord. This is verse 12. It says, who is the man who fears the Lord? Him will he instruct in the way that he should choose. Him, the one who fears the Lord, that's the one God's going to uh, instruct or lead. Um, the fear of the Lord, I really do believe, is a lost art today. It's not really discussed um, very often. It's kind of like maybe even try to be dismissed in some ways or we try to explain it away. There's a very real sense in which God is God and I'm not. And there's a very, I don't know, just a reality to having a sense of, of genuine like fear, not afraid necessarily of him, even though there's, I think, an element to that. But it's just like this sense of awe, this sense of glory, this weightiness that you just fall on your knees or face. And it's just, it's just heavy, man. Um, and he says, those who fear the Lord, verse 12, that's the person God will instruct. And even this, he was on to saying verse 14, this, this, I don't know if I've ever really meditated on this verse or given it much thought, uh, but it just stands out. Psalm 25, verse 14. It says, the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him and he makes known to them his covenant. Wow. Like, so those who actually fear the Lord, God is saying like, I offer you friendship. There's friendship, friendship for those who fear the Lord. So it's crazy because you think of fearing someone, you don't really think of like befriending them. You know, if there's someone in your life that you have like maybe a fear of your boss or a fear of a certain person, um, it's crazy that there's like this, this, I don't know, side of it where you can fear him and have friendship with him. And actually God's saying, it's those who fear me, they have this friendship and I make known to him my covenant. I make known to him my ways. That is a, a beautiful, beautiful thought. So here's the idea. Do you want it? Are you humble? Will you keep it? Do you keep his word? Do you fear him? Over and over again, he's saying, this is the person that God will reveal his ways to, his will to, his covenant to, his testimonies to. Now, if you are listening to all of this right now and you're saying, well, I'm none of those things and maybe you're discouraged. Um, I purposely skipped over um, verse eight because this is incredible. Listen to verse eight. He says this, good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. At the end of the day, God is so good that he doesn't necessarily, it's not because this person is holy, this person's not. At the end of the day, God is a God of grace, that God's ways at times obviously are inexplainable. You know, we, we do wonder like, God, you're just so, you're so good. I don't fully get it how, you know, the Bible even talks about how it rains on the just and the unjust alike. There's a side of this where Man, even if you don't hit these requirements, verse eight is clear. God is just good, man. He's good and he instructs sinners in the way. So if you're a sinner, which I am, which you are, he's willing to instruct you in the way, in the way. And as a church, we talk about following Jesus, who is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He is the only way to the father. But we also talk about just the way of Jesus, meaning there's a lifestyle 
of what it means to follow Jesus. If you haven't gotten this yet, um, obviously a Christian is to live differently than someone who doesn't believe in Jesus. We are following Jesus. We are apprentices of Jesus. We're disciples of Jesus. We're saying, I want to mimic him, learn from him, follow after him. And he says, you know, listen, if you're a sinner, um, God can also instruct you and speak to you. And so take hope, take hope. And here's what we see in verse 11. In verse 11, David says, For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. So verse 11, David goes, Yeah, my sin is great. My guilt is great. And pardon me. Forgive me. Forgive me of my guilt. Forgive me of my sin. It is great. And so here's what we see David doing. He says, Hey, God will instruct sinners. And David goes, And that's me. And Paul said this in the New Testament. Paul basically says, I'm the chief. He doesn't basically. He does say this. I'm the chiefest of sinners. There's something about... Um, the people of God who follow God, who re- realize and recognize that they and we and I am the chiefest of sinners. David knows he's a sinner and that's refreshing. Listen, confess your sin today. Don't assume or think you're better than you are. Uh, don't think for a second that you don't need to confess anymore because you're already forgiven. Of course you are. But just like I'm married and my wife forever loves me, I mean, I will sin against her and I ask for forgiveness. Why? To restore that relationship. Um, I say, will you forgive me? Like, I really messed up last night. I really messed up today. I, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. And the reason we ask for forgiveness is to restore the relationship to what it was. And that's what David's doing. He's got, God, for, forgive me. Pardon me. Pardon my guilt. It is great. My sin is great. Listen, God will speak. Are you listening? Um, again, we so often wonder how How does God reveal his will? But I think a great question is, who does God reveal his will, his paths to? Who? What kind of person? And Psalm 25 is basically describing this person. Uh, Spend some time in it. Meditate on it. Listen, let's be it. Let's take it to heart. Let's keep it. Let's enjoy it. Let's discuss it. Um, I want to remind you guys of a few things. Obviously, Zoom groups happening all all week tonight. Sign up online. My groups tonight online will send you a Zoom link. Um... But we have Zoom groups that happen throughout the week. If you are new or just, I don't know, you don't feel connected to anyone or just log in and just meet some people and discuss these things. Hey, we are also collecting some supplies right now for the church. I mean, not for the church, but um, the church is collecting supplies for the community. Um, we're talking to the school, Quiet Waters Elementary, about how we can distribute these supplies and um, maybe even just get them to residents within South Florida. So we're going to be co- collecting supplies next Monday, May 11th. Um, between 1130 to 1. So go shopping. If you want to know where to drop that off, we're going to share that in our newsletter and on social media. So follow us on Instagram at at the Exchange Church. We'd love to stay connected with you that way. And um, listen, I hope these are a blessing to you. I can't believe this is our 19th episode or of just doing this. This is like our seventh week now, hitting our seventh week of just doing these podcasts. And um, just hope that this is a blessing for you guys. That's it. I love you. See you soon. Talk to you later. God bless you guys.